Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. And welcome to episode 36 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... James Ross, Brendan Monroe, and Ben Meredith. And who are you playing? Sir Bertrand McGuffigan. Hamid Salah Haroon Al-Tahan. Sasha Rackett. Zoff Smith. We're getting very slick. Yeah. We're getting yeah. very we good. We remember our names. We're getting <laughs> yeah. slick like an oiled... rolling over a... It's not on a, strength. It's not no, strength, James. No, no. I should just... Yeah. You know, I Lydia. Oh. <laughs> Just uh, like a shadow that's been massaged with incredibly thick, high quality oil by a ma- magical masseuse, so that all of the kinks are completely knocked out and it just flows like easy summer this door. Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> easy summer Sundays. That's, that's how prepared that is. That's, it's good. I, I it's good. wasn't very prepared. I don't actually prepare them. <laughs> 
exactly there now. They've, they've planted that seed that all oh, of your wit is pre-scripted. Yeah. script the whole thing and our improv. And that's that's yeah. why I'm so tired. It's why I'm so tired Writing is that I'm scripts. writing an hour episode. <laughs> I wrote this interruption. Foolishly, you didn't edit it out. So You did write that bit, yeah. but I well, wrote the bit about that bit. My, my script says that at this point, Bryn chimes in with, Alex is really great and I love him, but I choose to recite it as, Alex is really yeah. great <laughs> and I love him. Despite the fact that the director's note written by Alex says, uh, just do it very sincerely. <laughs> Open bracket. Bryn tells Alex he's great. Everyone cheers. Close bracket. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I ask. Yeah. That's all I ask. <laughs> right. I, that got weird very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so you have made it, obviously, from Dover to Calais. Calais to Paris. You're in Paris and are now apparently incredibly wealthy because you own the presidential suite in perpetuity. Wealthy. It's very different having you, something paid yeah. for you for reasons you don't understand and becoming beholden to people that you don't know and actually owning assets. Yeah. I think if Sasha ever was given ownership of an asset, she'd try to steal it from herself because it's the only not way that she knows how to interact with property. Property is theft, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, you have the most clear-sighted view of all. <laughs> <laughs> the Thieves Guild are Marxists. <laughs> <laughs> So, currently you are in the hotel. Mm-hmm. More importantly, you're in your suite. Mm-hmm. More importantly, a pair of very, very sinister-looking gnomes have turned up. Mm-hmm. After Bertie making use of the uninterruptible room, the room that is sealed against all other enchantments and listening ins and so on. I shall be writing a very strongly worded letter. Nonetheless, chose to explain the nature of the MacGuffingham curse slash contract and was branded, burned, punished. emerged. As yep. soon as he emerged. Not a real friend. And oh, yeah, very of course, emotional. it did get yeah, very did. emotional. Why, why would he reveal it to you if he didn't think he could trust you? And isn't feel, that a, more, a better feel, definition? Feel because feel because like. he just wants to tell people that it's all about Bertie. So He mostly wanted to tell Brutal. But yeah. We were, <laughs> we were just there. <laughs> but it's okay, because remember, what happens in the room stays in the room apparently not <laughs> yeah i assume he's just been punished for cutting contact we'll have to see oh, that, the is, that is the most logical oh one more thing just briefly now my alignment for my character was mm-hmm. uh, lawful neutral now yes. that is my outward face i um i need to address this now anyway mm-hmm. for listeners in general so in pathfinder they still make use of the alignment system We've mentioned it in like Metacast and things like that before, but broadly speaking, alignment is meant to be a sort of moral compass worldview type of deal. Now, there's whole reams of writing on the subject, so I'm just going to have to lay down the law here to get it done, okay? In this game that I am running, there are alignments. I will not use them unless absolutely strictly necessary. I've said it before, Izzol suddenly starts killing babies and doing horrible things. Obviously, he's in violation of the the point of that build. If Sasha ever had a consistent moral compass. Oh, you'd be out. (laughs) (laughs) But my point is, is that I'm not going to hold you to it, whereas there are are entire subsystems dedicated to tracking what actions you've done and how that relates to your alignment, and I I think it interferes. Mm -hmm. That said, as a brief overview, we have lawful, we have chaotic, and we have good, we have evil, and neutral in the middle for both of those axes. Broadly speaking, in this world, lawful is more a, a leaning towards things being organised, centralised, coordinated. Obviously, that tends to tie into law as we understand mm-hmm. it. Chaotic would be more a case of the ends justify the means. 
Good and evil is a fairly transparent one. But generally speaking, the way that it goes through neutral is it's about how who you care about. So good, you care about everyone. Neutral, you care about you and yours. Evil, you care about yourself. Mm -hmm. So for lawful neutral, which is broadly speaking the alignment that Bertie's been playing, mm -hmm. it's you would prefer things to be organised and that there's a way of doing things and if and, and sometimes the end doesn't justify the means. You've got to do the thing and you've got to step through the hoops. And if the hoops are wrong, you change the hoops. You don't do without the hoops. Mm -hmm. Neutral meaning you're not you're not like we said, I'm not you're not going round murdering people in their sleep, but you're not a nice man because you only care about you and yours. Mm -hmm. So that's where that lawful neutral comes mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. I think the only person who actually technically interacts with the alignment things is me with the cleric because if i uh, alter my alignment to away from my god then they go no you don't get any more power and this whole thing's dedicated to you you'd have to then find a new god or make good with your original so it's a whole big thing go live in a cottage somewhere. or go live in a cottage somewhere yes quite nice we check in on zolf every now and again <laughs> yeah. hello he's, he's evil now so. <laughs> hello <laughs> Doing gardening with the yeah, picks potato by just stabbing the ground with his now defective trident. It's quite awkward, really. Yeah, I, uh, hammered is chaotic good because I believe that definition of the alignment system means that from inside their own head, all characters get chaotic good because they believe they're doing the right thing, but they break the rules if absolutely necessary. And mm. therefore, I make mm. all characters chaotic good because I'm like, that's what everyone believes, as and far I'm, as I'm concerned. And I, <laughs> No, it's not. It's not completely the true. Rules, yeah. the even if you like rules. Yeah. See, I'm not going to open a whole ant's yes. nest here. This sounds like a metaphor. Yeah, that's, that's really the thing. Is. Is. There, there, there is a subject called moral philosophy. People have been talking about this for a while. Oh, so, so our, our, <laughs> that's the new Rusty Quill moral philosophy cast. <laughs> the problem is, there's literally a plane of good and a plane yeah. of evil. Like that's where it differs from. Uh, it's always hard. Ryanair. It's always hard yeah. to do. Like, <laughs> hey. It's always hard to do philosophy and stuff when you can actually just go to God and go. It's exactly right. Okay, I've got a series yeah. of questions. Does I can do God to exist? Answer them. Yes, and he lets me do this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that solves a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The only time it's going to come up is there are creatures who can say, for instance, do protect against good. That's a mechanical effect, but for the most part, I try oh, to dodge around that kind of thing. But so anyway, gnomes. A couple of sinister-looking gnomes have stood in the doorway with a servant having opened it, and they have just uttered a sentence to you. What was it? It's time we talk? Yeah, yeah. You're breaking up with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. You, 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 you wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, the door is open. I've just told them that I'm sorry that I've had their room. <laughs> because it seems much more appropriate that they have it. Yeah, like, you can have some... Uh, there's lobsters. You can have... Like, we're sorry we ate your lobsters. It, obviously, you, you, it looks like... Well, well, why don't you come and join us and, and, and share the food and tell us what you're here to talk about. In perfect synchronicity, two gnomes step through and, again, coordinating between themselves. One closes the door, the other one gestures for the servant to leave. They look to Sasha for confirmation before they do so. Uh, yeah, but stay nearby. <laughs> the, the servants do so. They, they, they're far too professional to show any kind of curiosity. And the, um, the gnomes step forward into the middle of the room. The door is closed. The mechanical man is still sort of back and to the left of Sasha, just within about a couple of feet. We presume that you understand why we are here. No. No, no idea. You should, you should explain to us. See, uh, no, no one has a clue. We have no idea who or what you are. They step forward. We don't go that far. <laughs> we, we, have, we have met them before at the British Museum. Yeah. Sir Bertrand. Given the situation, you are exempt from any clauses of non-communication whilst we are within this room. Phew. You and everyone within this room. 
I still don't. I don't know nothing about no one. What? No. Well, we can't nothing. be exempted from anything that we're not party to. Yeah, they we don't they know. sit down at the table. What you may not be aware, though, is that should you be spreading contract uh, details regarding Sir Bertrand, without our consent, there are punishments due, not of course to yourselves, return to Sir Bertrand. Oh, oh right, come on! It's fine. What kind of stuff can we do to him? <laughs> <laughs> so does, like, hints mean that he loses a finger? They both raise mirrored eyebrows. We think it would be best if this subject is not broached in too much detail. Suffice it to say, the penalties for communication are extremely severe. Bertie makes eye contact with Sasha and then taps the hilt of his sword. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Now, it has come to our attention that not only have there been less than flattering press coverage regarding your actions, not only that, there have been cases of people trapped in the tunnels, etc., due to your direct actions, not only that... You have breached a subclause of the contract by which you have communicated with your fellow party members here. No, there was no no communication. Absolutely no evidence of that. Can't prove a thing. Hear any communication? They reach up and then basically cast up into the air and a an illusion of a contract appears. So it's large. Think Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with their big flashy things. So it just comes up and it's glowing there over the table. And it's incredibly dense, it just looks like a pattern. At which point they sort of gesture and it zooms in, gesture zooms in again, and in incredibly fine writing. Yeah, the scale of this contract is phenomenal. Like you could probably make a life's work of just analysing the legalese, and they just open with page 67, chapter 4, subclause 3, paragraph 9. Any attempts to break communication or intention to break contract using magical means to hide any kind of detection of breaks of contract oh. is in itself a break of contract. A bloody microdot. You will have noticed the mark on your arm, Sir Bertrand. Yes. As you are well aware, that is, shall we say, a first mark. In the event of three cumulative breaks, there will be a penalty more severe than merely marking your breaks of contract. Congratulations, you've already made one. It is apparent that in order to meet the terms of your contract, the scale of your deeds will need to be significantly increased in aid of the common good. They say that, and there's a genuine slight sneer from both of them when they say in aid of the common good. I frown. With that in mind, you yourselves are now, of course, hold power over Sir Bertrand, exercise it as you will. It's his duty to choose who he associates with if he associates and insists on sharing details of a contract with which he can be so, suffering. Are, are, are we under any sort of obligations to act in any particular way? They stand and they put the chairs under the table. We suggest that you address the situation to Bertrand as quickly as possible. They ignore Zolf just a little longer. If you do not do so within the next month, Sir Bertrand, you will, of course, suffer a second penalty for breach of contract. They open the door. throw a bit of lobster after them. It stops in mid-air, bursts into flame, and the ashes distribute themselves around the room. I hate the law. I hate the (laughs) law so much. They both raise an eyebrow at Sasha, step into the lift. The lift closes, and they go... I mean, while we haven't signed a contract with them and they can't punish a breach of contract, they're probably quite powerful and could just, you know, do us harm in other ways. Don't like the law. They're always just... Anyway, they always visit- get at you, right? They always get at you. You're just like, oh, yeah, no, you're not at harm. And then you throw things out and it bursts into flames. It's just not fair. So anyway, I need to kill a dragon or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we will... That, that's not generally considered the public good. 
The meritocrats frown on it rather a, a strongly. A non-dragon, an anti-dragon. Um... Well, bearing in mind that what we're on, what we're doing now, we've probably be seen to uh, the common good. Yeah. Right. Well, let's get on with it. Chop, chop. Army of terrifying, uh, you know, infinite workers or whatever it is that could happen out of this lot, uh, or just take it as it comes. You're going to have to learn how to be a good guy. <laughs> it mainly boils down to doing the right thing at the right time, not planning it out. <laughs> I'm trying to help you here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, we'll say that the contract dissipates over the table. Yeah, I was reading that. <laughs> Le- leaving an acrid smell. Ah, the smell of lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> the pooplings. <laughs> If we have any loyal listeners, they're just going to tune out. Like yeah. they're just going to be like, lawyers aren't evil. This no, is terrible. All right, not, okay. Well, specifically, these thief. lawyers are evil. I'm playing a professional thing. <laughs> I'm playing a pirate. <laughs> well, our next yeah, but pirate. I don't think that there's going to be many pirates who listen to us. But maybe. Ooh, oh, that's, that is an untapped market. That yeah. would be fascinating. Not a very profitable one because they pirate all your stuff. <laughs> I feel like they, they're giving away that they're not just lawyers, but specifically evil lawyers by calling themselves Harkness, Harkness, Darkness, and Sphinx. Like, yeah. It's, no, that's it's just better than names. Come I mean, on. it's better than Wolfram and Hart in terms of, you know, hey, we're, hey, we're evil. So, it's still evening. The two gnomes have left. What are we doing? Are we sticking to the original plan? You're going to wait for people to go to sleep and have an explore on the roof? I think I'll lock myself. I'm going to bed now, guys. Nice. Yeah, when's, when's uh, our meeting? Uh, I said half past ten half in past. the note. All right. Well, we get a good night's sleep. Nice, nice civilised time. Rest mm-hmm. up. We're all a bit high strung, I feel. Right. So maybe good night's sleep might help. Right, well, not a problem. Well, uh, my original plan A was stay in, teach a brutor how to wear a monocle properly. But <laughs> now I think I'll probably, I'll go out and I'll foil some evil before bed. Just, you know, get get a bit in. So toodaloo, well, see you in the morning. All right. Well, I mean, they pro- might be good, honest thieves that are just doing their jobs. I'll, I'll do my best to work out how difficult a childhood they have had before I fillet them and wear their big like, cages a hat. That ain't going to get you any points on the good scale. Just randomly murdering people. It won't be murder. It'll be... They'll start it, I promise. Self-defense. No. <laughs> not good. Or the... Right, that's not going to help. They, they, as they've said, they need a much grander scale. Best you rest up and we focus on I'll the task at one. hand. Yeah, or four. Not... Why don't you like take down the corrupt system that is holding the common people down? What, a half past nine? Yeah. <laughs> that's why get <laughs> the corrupt system have got them to bed. Well, the advantage of being of the corrupt system is you get to leave early. Like that's... <laughs> well, that's what that's what I'm saying. So get a good night's sleep. In the morning, we'll go do this and we'll go pursue the grander scheme of stopping... Certainly. Oh, I'm really tired. Oh, I yawn. Oh, no. Bedtime for me. Just go for a a quick walk. Just to, you know, get a bit of fresh air in before bed. If you want to go murder some... I cast sleep on Bertie. (laughs) Yes! Yes! Bert just falls down where he is. You're not not even going to get the roll. As in, are you not even going for the roll? I'm not contesting that. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal then, like, potters up and then just, like, falls down asleep on his chest. Yep. Uh, Oh, I sorry, sort of thought this through. I probably can't move him into his bed now, can I? Just leave him there, it'll be fine. Oh, um, probably, no, we need to I get mean, him out will, of his You'll wake up quite soon. I mean, not immediately, but it, it's not like it lasts all night. How long? Can he be roused? Not not immediately, no. Brilliant. Right, let's just get his armour off and get him to bed. Yeah. And, and probably lock the door. Then he'll just fall asleep again when he wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, quick, quickly. Do that. So you all strip Bertie unconscious of his armour <laughs> and just... Huff him into a bed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you lock a door on him? 
You have keys, should you wish to. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. He probably can't afford to put the armor back on. <laughs> I'll, I'll tidy away the armor and store okay. it nicely. Okay. So Bertie's now asleep in a bed against his will. Him <laughs> 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 and Brutal are both having the same dream about chasing rabbits. It's adorable. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in both of them, Brutal's holding the leash. And, <laughs> and it's really weird because Bertie's naked and running through everything on all floors. Yeah. All floors? <laughs> all of the floors. All, all of the floors. floors. Yeah. Simultaneously, the rabbit is a multi-planar rabbit. And they're, and they're falling and falling and falling and they wake up and it's an exam. It's very, yeah, anyway, right, carry on. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so, everyone else going to bed? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm going to go sit on the roof and be proper Batman-like for a while. Brood. I'm going to brood. You're I, nice. I, I, like, Sasha had, didn't really have any friends before. This has affected her deeply. She's sort of the idea that people are actually evil underneath. It's sort of deeply, deeply run into her. So, the... deeply felt. Should we She's say that you brood hardcore? There's going to be a sun. The moon will set behind her. Mm. Should we say that you go up via the balcony? I go, no, I go up, go out my window. Okay. So when you head to the room, mm. naturally the mechanical man he steps along behind you, uh -huh. and when you're heading into the room, he attempts to follow you into the room. I'll close the door. He knocks slightly. Leave it shut. Tum, tum, tum. I tunk, tunk, tunk. back away from the door. Tunk, tunk, tunk. I lock, no, I go back and I lock the door. Tunk, tunk, tunk. And I tunk, tunk, tunk. climb out the window. Tunk, tunk, tunk. He just carries on knocking. That's fine, I go to sleep on the roof. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, going up onto the roof. I'm perfectly comfortable no, doing okay. that kind of thing. Right. Going up onto the roof, we'll say, you, you're just sitting, surveying the vista brooding. for a while. Give me a, a good hours brooding. Give me a perception check. <laughs> 19. 19. So there are a number of cornicing and so on up on the roof. There's even a section, you're not on it, but you can see further along there's apparently like a roof garden or something. In fact, you could go basically from your penthouse suite to a roof garden, but you're, you're on the gabling. And there are a number of gargoyles spread around it. However, here's a fun fact. Technically, a gargoyle is one that has a gutter in its mouth. That's your fun fact for you. Mm. They're ones that are for, for drainage. Otherwise, they're known as um, grotesques. Oh. But it's Pathfinder. There are a number of um, gargoyles, and we'll say that you're, you know, perched up next to one of them. After a good half hour, a brooding, good a brooding, brooding. Oh, she it, so hard. It turns its head. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it, it turns its head. Is everything all right? In French. In gutter in, in, French. In gutter French. Oh, like, all right, my china plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's proper grand, isn't it? It's all right. How, how, how are you? Well, you know. Turns its head. <laughs> Looking back out of the vista. <laughs> back. Bit bored. All right. Like, do you get to move around much here? There's a good, like, 30 seconds of silence. <laughs> Gives a slight shrug. <laughs> right, but you must see some proper good stuff from up here. Like, are there riots and things? Another, like... 10 seconds, then gives, I have to do it, I have to describe it because it's audio, it just gives a sort of gesture of <laughs> Just very non-committal. So what's the best thing you've seen from up here? How's fireworks? How, have you seen any dragons? Any airplane crashes? Well, 60 years ago there was an assassination. Up here? Interesting. Yeah. Cool, what happened? It's like a, like a diplomat or something. On the roof? Yeah. It's well good. Yeah. Did you help? Yeah. The diplomat or the assassin? First one, then the other. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. 
Nice. Yeah. Did they give you any reward for that? It kind of licks its lips, and rather than a smacking sound, there's the sound of stone on stone. Good sailor. Ah, oh, did you eat them? Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, bad. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what eating people is, is like for a gargoyle morally. I mean, are you trapped off it? Sort of. I know what that's like, you know? I got I got trapped for most of my life. Underground, though, not on the top. Mm. So you got a view, at least. Yeah. Do you like the view? He sort of gives a... Uh, and then uh, gestures, incredibly moving his hand really slowly to one of the other gargoyles. Terry's into it a bit more. Likes his culture. Oh, does he? That's great. I, I want to make friends with all the gargoyles. Sure. I I'm, mean, gonna, like, I'm just going to accelerate time and happy for you to just meet all the gargoyles. Terry, Terry, Terry short for terracotta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking for a pun for that. Yes. Well, I mean, Sasha isn't a charismatic woman. She's just, she's just quite friendly to just about everyone. Her meeting people isn't going to be the most spectacularly entertaining thing. Roll me a knowledge local to see what information you can garner from them whilst just chatting about stuff with gargoyles on the roof. 11 plus 8, 19. 19. Yeah. So they're Ghana <laughs> So what I'll say is just from just chatting to them about the city and so on, you now can find your way around Paris because mm -hmm. over there you've got Blah, over there you've got Blah, so you've, you've got a good... Knowledge I, local. You've got a good idea of like the layout of Paris, hotspots, things like that, but it's all from the perspective oh, of one roof with yeah. gargoyles that can't leave it. So it's not like, here's a good place to eat, it's... A lot of people are outside that building over there sometimes. <laughs> so it's a really weird perspective, but we'll say that that plays out. They all um, have heads. Beyond that, couldn't tell you anything. <laughs> yeah. It's a clear night, so presumably you sleep on the roof, you said? Yeah, I think that that would be something that you would do quite often. Sure, that's fine. Cool. Uh, we'll take a break there and we'll come back in a couple of minutes. Night, Terry. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
<clears throat> right. Hello, adventurers. Uh, Zolf Smith here, cleric of Poseidon and leader of the London Rangers. Are you stuck in a rut? Bored of the same old routine? Wondering if there isn't something more to life? Well, guess what? There is! Become an adventurer with Rusty Quill today and live the life you always dreamed of. Adventure. Excitement. Adventure. Treasure. Adventure. Travel. Adve- Oh, for God's sake. Enough! No. No, I'm not reading anymore. It's complete rubbish! Now, look here. I don't care how much you're paying. This is absolute twaddle. I wouldn't use this script to patch a leak. Being an adventurer isn't like that. It's awful. It's wet, tiring, smelly, thankless, dangerous, and no one in their right mind want to do it. People die. Sometimes more than once. <sighs> Fine. Look, this rusty quill thing, whatever it is, is getting bigger, and they're looking for more staff. Apparently there was a goblin attack or something. I don't know. If you're interested, then drop them an email to mail at Rusty Quill and let them know. Be sure to mention your skills and provide links to any work online you've done. I wouldn't expect much in the way of loot, but uh, for what it's worth, they do seem like a decent lot. Mad as hat as mine, but none of them seem worth a drowning. So yeah, to summarise, help, mail at Rusty Quill, mad as hat as. Right, we're done here. Get this thing out of my face. Okay, we'll pick up. It's the morning after. Mm-hmm. Sasha, as you re-enter your window, To the point where it must have been slightly annoying for other people in the night as the mechanical man has apparently been there knocking politely on the door all night. The whole time. I'll just open the door. He just sort of steps aside for you to enter the room. Enter the corridor, I should say. Creepy thing. <laughs> is there breakfast out or is there it is, There is a um, breakfast laid out. It's, everything was removed without anyone even asking for it to be, and it has been replaced with a ridiculous spread of uh, sort of continental breakfast, obviously croissant Are there and blah blah. Um, you could request kippers. I'm going to request. Kippers. You've requested kippers. Kippers arrived, but no yeah. one else is up yet. I'm just having a great time. We'll skip ahead to post breakfast, and there is a again a, a servant knocks to enter the room. The steps in, carries a message for um, who was it that sent the message? Like was it addressed from Hamid or from? I would have. Signed it with my own name. That's fine. So comes over and uh, Mr. Tahan, and then he uh, departs, and it's a sealed envelope with just your name on the front. I open it. Sure. In French, cursive, written, not typed. I regretfully am not able to meet you today. However, if you were to visit the um, Arc de l'Ordinateur, we would be happy to take delivery of the sample from the British Museum. Regards, Francois Henri. It seems he might be trying to avoid us. He might just be busy. Oh, it's possible he's just busy. How do you know that he wrote the note? Again, can't be sure. Um, Suppose we should head over. Yeah, we probably should. Maybe you'll find a dragon or something, right? Like an evil dragon. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll ask where he is. I mean, we still we'll need an appointment with him at some point. Yeah. So, what are people doing? Well, I would suggest that our only leverage in terms of getting to meet him if he is unwilling to meet us is the possession of the thing that we are to deliver to him. So it might be best. We were technically told just to deliver it to the ordinateurs, but we could uh, stretch the truth a little, I suppose. I think... Uh, I think that's a great idea, <coughs> and I'm a damsel in distress that needs that to happen, so Good. it's fine. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> Look at me distressing. Ah, Look, ah. she's really sad, Bertie addresses the air. Look. 
Would you mind fainting? That he tries to catch her, sort of, but it's like a, a really t- feeble thing. As you try to catch me, I do the sort of like an oil thing, through the hands. Like, through the hands. I, yeah, yep. completely dodge <laughs> the attempt to grasp me. I wasn't going to fall, but I do end up on the floor because yeah. the dodging impulse is so strong. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's a hug! Dodge! Evade! <laughs> <laughs> evasion! Yeah, I've got evasion. I don't think I get. You only take level. half damage on hugs then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> only half. <laughs> so we will say that you head out then, presumably to Arc de Lordanata. It might be worthwhile just meeting some of the other staff that is in that list you've got. You know, we don't necessarily have to speak to first Were there, were there person. other people who worked at the Ordinateurs? Yeah, first person on the list was an Ordinatist. Oh, okay. And to be honest, if Francois is involved in the creation of whatever we're you know, trying to hunt down, he might not want to talk to us, but we might we might get more from his inferior... Well, uh, and we know it's his inferior. Could be another. I mean, I suppose he was the boss. All right. Well, let's see how it goes. Yeah. All right. So we'll say you head down. Naturally, there's lots of toadying as you enter the lobby. Is there anything we can get for you? Would you like us to arrange a carriage? It's a visible, like, few hundred feet walk to the uh, Arc de l'Ordinata. It's a towering edifice, like, immediately opposite. So you could, if you want. They're all like, we've got a carriage for you. Is there anything we can do for you? No, no, please, no, no, please, <laughs> no, no. Make it stop. No, no. no. I think Brutal would like a carriage. No. <laughs> <laughs> First, he maintains eye contact with Sasha, takes Brutal out of his papoose, passes him to one of the butlers and says, A carriage, Mr. Brutal. They're very clearly holding Brutal and looking to Sasha as to what to do. No, no carriages. No, you could give him to a butler. Look butler at his little carriage. face. Yeah, it's like a dog's face. Oh, spoil my one of the One of the footmen, very <laughs> sort of hiding how much he clearly hates dogs. <laughs> Passes it to your mechanical man, who is still maintaining himself a couple of feet behind you. I think this, this guy's got a bit of a fixation, so let's see. He, he probably has orders. I mean, you could probably order him to do something different. Just All tell right. him what you want him to do. Mechanical man, Mr. M- man, sir. <laughs> could you stay here and stop doing anything? He, he stares at you impassively. Right. I think maybe stop doing anything. Right, let's go. He does not follow you. Brutal, as the party starts to walk away, sort of... (laughs) (laughs) Come on, boy. (laughs) He's not willing to jump down. You made this happen. (laughs) You do not get to be impatient. I'm I'm walking. I'm going to whistle. He's going to come and call. If that requires a handle animal check, that requires a handle animal check. It does. I realise how domestic things have gotten. (laughs) You forced my hand. 10 plus 7, 17. Brutal, despite all canine biology, raises an eyebrow, (laughs) jumps down, not particularly gracefully, lands, does the best, proceeds to walk very slowly past you, not looking at you, and then walk along with the rest of the party, making a big, big show of not looking at Bertie, but nonetheless walking. What outfit is he in? He'll still be in the smoking jacket unless you have requested... Um, some more clothing, which you will have time to have by the time he gets back this evening. Silk pajamas. Silk pajamas. And they're monogrammed. Monogrammed silk pajamas. <laughs> uh, with SBM. I'm writing that down in my notes. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you just knighted your dog. Yep. So. I'm not sure you have the authority to do that. <laughs> Skipping your head. It does in the god and um, in the god kingdom, in the dog kingdom. <laughs> so you head across again. You have to wait. They even have the equivalent of like stop signs um, for cars and so on. 
but eventually you make it across to the Ark, which is in a large, sort of wide... There's not many buildings around it to steal focus, effectively. It's a large open area. And heading up beneath the arch, there is a very clearly a set of double doors, mm-hmm. which just... It's very actually um, subtle once you're in there. The actual Ark itself is a ridiculous, huge thing. But the actual doorway itself is actually just a little sign, the uh, Institute of Ordinateur, blah, blah, blah. And presumably heading in, you mm-hmm. enter into... A large but not ridiculous lobby. Still, it's quite modest. Quite, it's a perfect cube though. Tiled floors, wide. There's a couple of windows, and there's a person sat behind a desk. A woman. She appears to be a gnome, and she sat behind the desk, just sort of doing some paperwork. But is that one of yours? Doesn't look like it. Am I allowed to ask you that? I think so. A sudden searing pain. No, you're. (laughs) What's the line here? Um, we're looking for the, direct, the director, is how he no, referred no, no, no. to, wasn't he? What was his name on the list? Uh, I was, look at the list. It was Francois Henri, like H E N R I. Yes. Frank Henry. Frank Henry, <laughs> director of l'Académie d'Ordinateur. Who's the other guy? The, the Ordinatist. Yeah. Uh, that is Dr. Jean Luc Bolio. I go up and about to speak. And then, as I kind of feel the words coming out of my mouth and see the surroundings, I step back. I'm like, Amit, I think you better take. Excuse me. Yes. How can I help you? Hi. Um. We uh. We sent um the director. Uh, p- professor, is it? Um. Professor Henri. Uh, there'd be director. Technically, it's a, it's a superseding title. Of course. Uh, we sent the director um a, a note uh requesting the the uh, pleasure of calling on him about. It. Half past ten, and um, he did reply saying he um, wouldn't wouldn't be able to, but uh, we wondered if it might be possible to arrange uh, uh, an appointment with him later in the day, or perhaps at some point tomorrow. Um, we've got me. a personal delivery from the curator of the British Museum that we were requested to uh, make sure was placed directly into his hands. I'm sure you understand. I do. If you bear with me one second, she reaches underneath the desk, pulls out what looks like this is just going to be for the sake of magic a wireless speaking phone so uh, you know how normally you'd have those pneumatic tubes and it's hollow then it, mm-hmm. it's just it's that but with no piping attached she speaks into it um again from bertie's perspective none of you can hear what's happening at the other end yes i, I understand i'm afraid that mr Henri is or Monsieur Henri is busy for the rest of the day, um, but we are more than happy to accept the delivery of the device. We can provide a receipt for transit. I, you understand that the curator of the museum is a, is a close personal friend, and he really insisted that I, I make sure this went directly into Mr. Henri. Give me a diplomacy check before you carry on. 14, so 24. 24? She looks a bit... gives it a consideration. I, I'm terribly sorry to put you out. I, it's... I must confess, I've always been absolutely fascinated. Oh. I'm leaning over the desk, at yeah. home, flashing her my best smile. Are we having to prop you up? <laughs> <laughs> She's a gnome. It is a sm- she it- might have steps to get up to her chair. Actually, yeah, we'll say that there's like half of it is slightly raised subtly yeah. so that you could stand there and yeah. talk across the desk. It, it's always been a, a desire of mine to meet the director personally, and, and I was hoping that, you know, the, the curator said that we, w- we would get on famously, and I was really, really hoping if there's anything you could do to... to I don't want to put you to any trouble. It's, it's of course, you know, I don't mind waiting a, a few days if, if necessary, but I would consider it a personal favour. She takes a moment and then goes, Listen, for what it's worth, you shouldn't take it personally. The, the director hasn't seen, hasn't taken any appointments for more than a month 
no one really goes in to see him anymore. He's, he's just sort of cloistered himself away. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it personally. For what it's worth, like I said, I mean, we can that's, accept delivery on your behalf. That's so, um, that's so uh, disappointing. Is he okay? Oh, he's Is fine. I was, I was just spe speaking to him. No, of course. Ago. But he, he, he's closeted himself away. He's something, a very busy man. What can I say? Something, something ha happened? Not, not as far as we're aware. Mm, how, how troubling. Um, let me just talk to my. Talk, let me just uh, confer with my associates. Oh, of course. Do you think it's worth mentioning to the director that it's to do with uh, Edison's work? I think if nothing else is, uh, it's got. I think timing matches up. I don't think we should um, warn him of that. I think we're going to have to go and see him outside of the normal procedures if we have to. But I think a private conference would be the best time to uh, broach that subject. Don't you think? Do you think maybe we could get like a tour or something and I could sneak off and find him? I was thinking we could w come back this evening and, and wait for him to leave or, or once it's all shutting down for the night if we if we got inside at that point. Well, we'd have to case it. We don't think this is the only entrance or Absolutely. he might have well, yes, I mean, Time's here. wasting now. I could provide an appropriate distraction while other people perhaps went to another part of the building where the director was located. Don't know where his office is. Um, I think organising a tour of some kind is, is a good idea, and that gives us a chance to, to scope the place out. How about you say you're a massive fan, and that you'd just like no. to be able to see things around? Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what, what we can do. Um, I go, go back to the receptionist. Mm -hmm. uh, again, kind of, you know, a bit conspiratorially, sort mm -hmm. of ask if she, you know, as we're so kind of, you know, excited to be here, if uh, there are tours and whether we could arrange one. She, um... Pipes up. Uh, oh yes, obviously you wouldn't be able to meet uh, Mr. Henri. No, I understand. Fact, I mean, I'm still going to try because it's it's such a it is an important uh, delivery. But um, I understand that won't be possible today at the very least. But she, we'd she, still love would still love to have a look around. She's again. She seems particularly on board. Not like enraptured, but yeah, yeah. yeah she's fine. Um, I'll tell you what. We've actually had a couple of cancellations. I'd be able to book four of you in for a uh, tour later this afternoon. Obviously, you won't be seeing the uh, ordinators themselves because. Uh, they're uh, protected, but nonetheless, it will be a tour of an institute. Um, do, do the ordinatists um, give give any uh, talks? On I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated by the, oh, the certainly. workings. Who, who, who would you like to be speaking to? Is um, there anyone specifically? Well, a, a cousin of mine um, did did did, uh, did come for a, uh, a talk here about um, three months ago and, and mentioned uh, the name Dr. Jean Jean Luc Bolio. Uh, said he they had a conversation. And had uh, when a, was this? I'll, I'll just look it up. Um, I think it was about three months ago. It's hard, hard to. Rem hard, I'm not too sure of the exact date. I mean, I saw. I must have seen. Um, must have seen him about a month ago. She was saying it was. As you're, maybe as you're saying this, she's working out. She's going. No, you see, um, Doctor doc, Bolio has uh, departed the institute about six months ago. Oh, it must have been longer ago than I remembered then. Oh well, that's so we strange. Maybe it was just before he left. Um, where, where, where it's interesting. You're not actually the first person who was after, ask, asking after uh, Dr. Bolio. Oh, really? Someone else? Your your cousin was it? Um, she's reading through. Was that uh, Emily Rose? Oh no, that's not my cousin. But that is actually um, that's an acquaintance of his that he did introduce me to. Ah, well, so he must have given the same story to her. Well, there we go. I'm af yes, I'm afraid she was the last person. The best I could do is. I probably shouldn't do this. Uh, I have some contact details for Miss Rose if you'd like to contact her. She's the last person that you'll Oh, we, we, I didn't realise she was in the city. It'd be lovely to see her. Oh, we did certainly. meet uh, at a couple of parties and my, my cousin, I think, was courting her <laughs> and introduced us. She 
writes down some details, passes them over. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, so we'll, we'll see you again this afternoon, perhaps. Uh, sure, uh, about 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So what sort of food do they do in Paris? All of it. <laughs> I think we'll have that. I will <laughs> cut to. You're back at the Institute. Well fed, <laughs> although um, it even going to the upmarket place, it pales a little bit compared to what you were getting in the hotel room just because it's so obscene. But nonetheless, there is a small group of people gathered outside the arch. Um, some of them are in suits. Um, it's not, it seems very much to be a professional tour. So rather than sort of tourists, it's very much a sort of... Academicians. Academicians, that kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Academiatists. Yeah. Academolarolio. Scientists. Yep. Academologists. Academancy. Mm -hmm. So nonetheless, yeah, uh, it's there and there's someone who's sort of taking names uh, for the tour. Presumably you provide your real names. I certainly provide my real name. It's, yep. it's enough. So if yeah. any of you want to use a pseudonym, do tell me. Sasha Raka. Sasha Raka. Sasha Frackers. Racket. Racket. Don't take me Racket. <laughs> Nonetheless, there I is a. Give the name Robert Hobson. Sure, sure. They note it all down. That's fine. They start the tour. They head in. You'll see the uh, female known looks up from her desk and gives a little wink to Hamid as you're heading in. They step through and the tour begins. Um, it starts with the historical. Now, the building itself, originally created in 1600, whatever. Forget frog's legs, blah, blah, blah. War of 1870. I will provide a running translation for the show. Sure. The and Zolta, if you want. Sure. So the talk, the oh, talk. I need a cultural translation. <laughs> yeah. The tour continues down. To be blunt, a lot of boring corridors with some art depicting various points of its history. The tour explains how, thanks to the ordinateurs, uh, Paris, which was always always a world power, rose to the prominence for not just the services that ordinating provided, but all of the secondary services, so banking, because of course all of that computing power, and that they used to uh, coordinate all of the logistics for various meritocratic endeavours across the globe, blah blah blah. It's, it's very dressed up, it's a bit, a bit pompous really, the way that it's being described. About half an hour in, I might try and get off. Give me a stealth check to do so. It's been so long that I forgot my stealth. Um, so, uh, 26. 26? Yeah, you, you peel off without anyone noticing. I'll stick with these guys just for a little bit. Oh, but can I say, cast message on me. Cast message on me, Hammy. Oh, I do so. Sure. Yeah. So you peel off, and the tour continues, explaining how, thanks to this, Paris has secured itself as a world power because it doesn't just take military might in order to establish yourself. Information. Blah, blah, blah. It could be quite interesting, but the tour is not. Mm. Meanwhile, Sasha. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> sure. So, Sasha, you peel off. Sneaking around the institute. It's a lovely sneaky time. <laughs> Sneaking around. The singing really distracts. <laughs> you're taking like minus five, but you just roll really well. Um, what is it you're trying to achieve? Where are you trying to go? That kind of thing. Trying to find what looks like the director's offices. Sure. It's fairly easy to find yourself with effectively a fire safety map on one of the corridors in the event of an emergency. Convenient map. Sure, <laughs> it's very obvious to you that the director holds an office at the very, very top of the arch, um, sort of like a penthouse office, and there it's very easy to locate a lift. Are you trying not to be seen or are you trying to pass off like you should be there? I'm trying to... What, in a studded leather jacket? Hey. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to try and avoid being seen. Can I get one more stealth to get you to the lift, please? Oh, 
can't go up the stairs. Oh, if you're going up the stairs, same difference. Same place. Only 12, which means I'm only at 20. 20? You're fine. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of hairy moments where a, a couple of gentlemen in white coats walk past. You know, you duck back, they go through. Uh, you notice that a few of the rooms have panels outside where they place a hand on. Again, it looks like something similar to a pentagram. You're not magically trained in that area, so it's all it looks like you. that weird stuff they do. Yeah. That <laughs> knowledge thing. So it's clearly they've got a lot of magical locks throughout the place. And heading through, you end up at the staircase at the base. Cutting back to the tour briefly, um, they have gone through the history, and now you get to meet a real live ordinatist. Now, this is um, Dr. Uh, Picard, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> Friends, little face. <laughs> and it's just... I can understand him. He speaks in such a wonderful English voice. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, just go, you, know, you can ask him any questions that you want, um, no matter how technical, and the questions that everyone else is asking are really boring. Would you say that the financial ramifications of the ordinateurs has been large? Yes. yes. <laughs> like, really When you say boring, boring do you mean stuff. basic, or do you mean... The questions that they're asking will have been asked a thousand times and have no merit to them. Right. Hamid might well have some actual questions. He's probably been following quite closely the like the technical bits. Sure. Um, he's relatively interested in this. Give me one diplomacy check, Hamid. Uh, 17, so 27. 27. The ordinatist's face lights up when you start asking actually interesting questions. You know, stuff like... Well, I mean, in, in banking, obviously, you have to, an issue of synchronicity between the various ordinators. So how do you yeah. account for latency in that period and stuff like that? And his face is just like, oh, OK. And he starts <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. off on. The tour starts moving on, and he's looking a bit dispirited. And then he sort of comes up and gives uh, you a card. But just... he wants to read a series of uh, blogs, posts about the legal and technical implications of the spread of machine learning. Uh, I, I, I do that. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at my Twitter. So, uh, <laughs> so he, uh, he sneaks up and just quickly passes a card to Hamid going, oh, if there's anything I can help you with, fantastic speaking to you. Hope you have a great day. He's very enthused. Bertie would like to ask a question as well. Uh, go for it. On. Uh, so Bertie would like to ask about the possibility of uh, the automators for analysing magical and or legal information. Does someone translate for you? Yes. He goes, ooh, that's... That's actually a really interesting question. He's, again, he's kind of... Do I need to roll to ask a sensible question that might be... No, no, it's, it's not like I get what you're getting. Hamid yeah. would translate it into yeah, sensible. Yeah, exactly. As so, well as French. Yes. <laughs> so the, the guy again is going, that's actually a really interesting question. We've actually had a lot of issues with um, with uh, magical contract law and so on and the analysis there on. Because obviously... Very the, difficult. It, yeah. And yeah, effectively it just goes into, we have a lot of trouble with magical script because by its nature it's, it's mutable and they're struggling to find any oh, algorithms to deal with it. keep things immutable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a real problem. <laughs> so that at all. So okay. it's a joke about my job as okay. a computer programmer. <laughs> long, long story. I could do some jokes about being unemployed if you like. <laughs> pretty good. Long story short, the answer is hypothetically yes. We're not there yet because magic's really tricky and slippery. Right. Cutting back to did, Sasha. Did, did, oh, that, I wanted the Mission Impossible theme did. in my head. And I always just get the countdown theme. Thank you. Then. Hello, hello. Hello, every time. So you head up the staircase. Now, sorry to rain on your parade. It's incredibly easy. There's, there's no drama to it. You're just heading up these stairs. No one comes into the stairwell. Mission They're all very lifts. straightforward. <laughs> your legs start quite <laughs> your, leg, your legs start getting a little bit tired from all those stairs. I'm very strong. 
<laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> not well, minus one. But well, ah, uh, yeah, con is my con's quite high. My acrobatics is good. My climb is decent. <laughs> um, this is where we find out it would have been easier for you to go up the outside of the building. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you eventually arrive, and there is a very plain-looking door, which is uh, Francois Henri, director of the Institute of Letter. Try and message Hamid. Of course, I've got no idea how far away we are. Doesn't work. Doesn't Won't work. You're too far. Oh, Magic. <laughs> No, wait, I'm casing the joint. It's fine, I can come back later. I'm sort of okay. standing there a bit. I'm here, but when I listen at the door and at least work out if someone's inside. I listen to the door. Give me a perception check. Oh, natural one. I'm not sure it's a door. Yeah. <laughs> now you listen to the door. The door says nothing. <laughs> listen to the door, the door's I, a bookcase. I, just, I think there's nothing, but it's just that I've got my head against a nicely painted bit of wall. So you're <laughs> now it's a really useful conversation. So you're, you're listening anyway. at the door. And as you place your hands upon the door to listen, there's a ding inside the office. There's a, <laughs> uh, again, in French, obviously. Hello? Uh, all right. Um, knock, knock. Uh, Hello? The, the door's open. Uh, uh, okay. Push the door. In the most uncharismatic way that I put it. Slightly harming to myself as it... Um, hi. You might know me from I'm the person that has the presidential suite at the, the <laughs> Triumph. It's 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 well good. Uh, and um, we sent a note earlier today from that place, uh, which is at, at the Win. The Win. My French isn't very good. Uh, it's at the very Win. Um, <laughs> so like we sent it on a bit of paper because we got a delivery to put directly into your hands yourself uh, from the curator of the museum in Britain. The it's to put we want to put the delivery on your hands, <laughs> on on your on your head, on your on your hand. Cut to the tour. You have finally been shown a sort of demonstration of. A, a, the principles behind an ordinator. Yeah. It's a small scale. However, version. the problem is, it's like saying someone, "This is how an iPad works," and there's a whole iPad there because they won't let you look inside because it's a sealed unit. Then they're basically they're just talking like you put the inputs in here and you get outputs out here. Now there's various things inside, and we use some magical effect. Blah blah blah. It's a widely known thing that whilst the ordinatists will are happy to say certain bits of it, they'll never give you enough to actually replicate. Yeah, it's a closed yeah. system. Anyway, the tour finishes. They say, thank you for your time, obviously. They show you outside, and you find Sasha out there waiting for you. What, no gift shop? <laughs> there is no gift shop. Oh, this is outrageous. Um, Monstrous. She, Before... she has the... Wait, are we leaving... You mean outside the building? Outside the building, yes. Okay, so before we leave the building... Sure. I am going to try and arrange dinner later with the receptionist. She... She accepts. She... <laughs> Although she said she asked where you were because she'll pick you up and take you somewhere nice because uh, out of town as they never know where to go. Yeah, I I agree with her and say I'm staying at the Triumph. <laughs> she's she's suitably impressed, yes, but hides it well because, <laughs> because she's way cooler than Hamid thinks he is, which is pretty cool anyway. <laughs> so yeah, you find Sasha outside. Hi Sasha, how did it go? Sasha, you remember it going amazingly well. Uh-huh. You um, spoke to Francois Henri. Mm-hmm. He was um, he was very very polite. You had a good long conversation. The details don't really matter. 
and you you were really really like eloquent in it. You were very very charming. You got along very very well. Something is seriously wrong. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and basically, he sent you on your way, uh, thanking you for your time. I think I'm I'm better in French than I am in English. It's really weird. I think I might move here. Uh, everything what? went fine. I went in. I knocked on the door. He gave me everything I you wanted. You saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what do you mean he gave you everything? What? I mean, everything went fine. I cast Detect Magic. Can you please give me a spellcraft check, though? Yeah. Ooh, 22. 22 is good. You're not sure? You could be wrong. It looks a lot like someone's been modifying some memories. Ooh. Yeah, it went, like, totally great, I think. I mean, oh. maybe I'm just... Like, it didn't feel like most, like... Conversations Let, do. Let, let's go back to the me. hotel and discuss things there. Um, mm, that's yes. Right. Uh, what's up? I think. Well, it, it it looks like someone's cast a spell on on Sasha. What? No. I, I I no one sneaks up on me. I would know about that. I would like notice if someone managed to like sneak one over me. That's what happened. It looks like a a, a, mem- a memory modification spell. Like that. What? No. Young lady, young lady, look look at my finger. Now just, do you remember this finger? And I'll close there. <laughs> Hel- helpful as always, Bertie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I realise that can be a little bit weird sometimes for people, so you just got to bear with it. We'll close there. Cool. Thanks for listening, as always, and we hope you all tune in next week for yet more exciting Parisian adventures. Or were there adventures? Are we just misremembering it? Was it all a dream? Oh, 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 Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook, tweet us on Twitter at The Rusty Quill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. Say something, Ben? That's actually really yeah. useful, genuinely. Uh, Lydia? <laughs> Bryn? <laughs> James? <laughs> okay, we're... <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. Pre-done, because it's a slightly better clip. That's yeah. all I think I found a voice for my new backup character. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm going to munchkin that to have the highest charisma stat <laughs> You will have to roll with that. And it'll be so funny because you'll cut into Fort to do it. I will kill you and you'll have no backup character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that got weird very quickly. <laughs> so, picking up where we left off. This is um, the sort of thing you'd write, you derivative hack. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
I love the fact that I have to cut so much and that has to stay. That has to stay. All the things that have to stay, I have to keep that. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, oh. Garner Because you garner information. Yeah. Oh, right. Like. Oogling goils? Oogloils. <laughs> <laughs> they, they oogle things. Go Googles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go Googles. Go Googles. <laughs> <laughs> Go Googles. Better. I asked them lots of, lots of random questions. Why is the sky blue? How is Babby formed? Yeah. <laughs> Control shift <laughs> N. <laughs> hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun! and enjoy the episode.